Then suddenly, the young prince knew what he needed to do to save his princess from the prison that the evil witch had imprisoned her. He rode valiantly across the mighty green plains, across the hot desert, and through the forbidden forest to enter the land that had been taken over by the evil witch. As the young prince entered through the bras that surrounded the courtyard of the witch's castle, his horse stood still, for before them stood a dragon as bright as gold. The dragon raised his head and told the prince that his journey was now over. The prince, being quite smart and witty, asked the dragon that if he was so mighty, could he actually raise his arms and move the stars in his mighty grip and breathe fire into the air. The dragon laughed and told the prince how foolish he was because no one was smarter than a dragon. The prince told the dragon that the evil witch must be so much more powerful since he had seen the evil witch do this very thing. The dragon, being very angry to be challenged, threw his head back, raised his hands, and before the young prince could draw his sword, the young prince's cat squire, Sir Perzalot, let from behind the prince to stab the dragon in the heart, for a dragon has but one weakness and will never willingly leave his heart open. Wait, what? What? Sir Perzalot? What are you talking about? You just messed up my really cool story. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? You did. You just interrupted my story. (sighs) Hit it. Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does. Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things he does, and we make up stories about Sir Purz a lot. (laughs) Apparently. Well, uh, last week we talked about Halloween, so we're still in the spooky month of October, and this week we'll be talking about witchcraft. Is it real, or is it just a bunch of hocus pocus? Wow. That was excellent. Hey, Ben, how about you not have your emails? (laughs) (laughs) Every time. It's not every time. That's the first time. You lies. I will fight them. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, listeners. Prove me wrong. Go back and listen to all of them and see where I've let my emails go. At least once. So just now. Guys, we talked we had a very fun episode last week. We did. It was fun. And this week is a little bit more serious, right? Talking about um witchcraft and the effects it has on people. And mm-hmm. I think today we're really discussing like Christianity and that Christianity is not witchcraft. Witchcraft is different. And we will talk about all of that. Yes. So. You know what we need to do, though? What? Pray. Uh, we do need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking advertisement by by Anchor, by FM, by Spotify. So do you think the other Altered Podcast will <laughs> sponsor this <laughs> podcast or no? Mm, probably not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not after we get done with what I think we're going to say. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So. At this time, let's have an ad. At least we'll get something out of I don't know. Words are hard. So thank you for listening to our ad. Um, that helps us keep future episodes going. And it was lovely. Stuff. Yeah. It, you know, Dina does a good job. She does. But uh, So Dina, we you named this episode as the creative director. Why did you name it? Is it just a bunch of hocus pocus? Well, really, hocus pocus is probably one of the, num- in my opinion, one of the number one Halloween movies out there wrong (laughs) Uh, and (laughs) wrong (laughs) and there's a second one getting ready to come out too so i really hope it's a lot different than the the sequel that they wrote doesn't matter book (laughs) wrong (laughs) why would you say she's wrong hunter harry potter is the best halloween christmas movie out there but hocus pocus has a cat in it so does Harry Potter. Yeah, but that one's mean. What? How dare you? <laughs> Filch's cat is pretty mean. Well, and I'm talking about Thackeray Binks can talk. That's true. Thackeray Binks can talk. 
That's because Thackeray Banks is actually a person. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, all I'm saying is, is that there is a great Halloween movie out there. It's not scary. It's actually quite fun. And it's, well, Hocus Pocus is fun. No, doesn't that have like the witch in it that has the big wart on her nose? That's not fun. That's uh, actually. not really. I don't think. What does it? I uh, I don't know. Did the Sanderson sisters have warts on their nose? Maybe it before like it. they <laughs> stole the soul of Thackeray's Whoa. Oh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> uh, that's true. Souls? They do. They steal the souls of children. To Whoa. make themselves yeah. younger. That's true. Not okay. One could argue that Harry Potter does too. <laughs> For in real life. <laughs> hey, Ben. Huh. Be quiet. Oh, man. You've been canceled. <laughs> All right. Why don't we move on to like what we're really supposed to be talking about? Yeah, okay. Ben. Okay. 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 That's a, that's a good point. So. Here's the question then. It's like magic. Hocus Pocus. Harry. (laughs) 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 You children. Hocus Pocus. Harry Potter. It begs the question, is witchcraft real? Is Harry Potter real? Well, No, like is witchcraft in general real? Like, can I do the same things that happen to Harry Potter? Can I get my little wand out and be like, hug up, and be like, <laughs> you know, and shoot spells around? He people. did not get his letter to Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously not. So, uh, well, I, I think the answer is yes and no. Uh. Um, in that sense, in the sense, uh, I, witchcraft is very real. Mm. Um, I think there are witches. Um, starting to sound like. <coughs> conspiracy theorists no, but it, I think the Bible talks about w- witches um, mm-hmm. we was just doing a little fun fact checking before the podcast and the Bible is actually one of the earliest docu- like historical documents that mentions mentions a witch in the mm-hmm. book of 1st Samuel 1st Samuel yeah. so uh, w- witches are obviously real we believe the Bible is real so also we have to believe that's real so if you say you don't believe that witches can be real then the Bible says they can be real you're wrong um, exactly <laughs> um, but we go into like Harry Potter. Um, I think if you're not careful and if you let young children watch it, they can get a wrong idea about witchcraft and that it's all fun and lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Same with Hocus Pocus and stuff like that, The Wizard of Oz, and mm-hmm. move on and on and on. Yeah. I think if you don't supervise and teach your children true meaning of what witchcraft is, it can be very, very dangerous. Now, can I go to like Noble Collection and buy a Harry Potter wand and shoot flames from it? I <laughs> wish, but no. <laughs> Just right. kidding. I don't wish that. Right. Right. But I mean, it would be cool though. It would be very cool, but I do think that there is a a, a level of seriousness. Yeah. Um, and I, we talked about that in the last episode. Yeah. That if the that if that's just something on your spirit that you just like, I don't feel like I should tamper with. Mm-hmm. I say don't watch them at all. Yeah. But, like to to me, I feel like I can. Uh, enjoy those movies. I know the movies. I know Hogwarts isn't w- real. I know Harry Potter's not real. Yeah, um, but and I you, do. I do also, know the devil's real. Yeah, and you also know the spiritual significance behind it. That right. that you're watching this for entertainment purposes, not for anything else. Right, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm not trying to gain something or, or learn something from them in, in a sense of how to gain you know, ability in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there are books of witchcraft. There are things like that. There are actual spells. Out there that people can use against people. There's voodoo dolls. There's, yeah. you know, everything. Last year we were at, what was it, Five Below? And we were oh, walking yeah. through the book section and they were actually like books of spells and stuff. That, like they were trying to make it look real. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, right now in our culture, for instance, you know, people, you find all these people wearing the crystals around their neck because the crystal has, you know, certain power. And you see these things in our in our society right now about, you know, like one of the, I can't remember which one of the Christian TikTokers, what their name is or whatever, but, you know, they have like 450,000 followers. And the whole point is they show people how to make spell or something. I don't even know, potions or something like that. Did you say Christian TikToker? Did I? I think you did. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I did not mean that. <laughs> I, I was mean, like, like wait. I mean, <laughs> now. Obviously, Ben does not TikTok very well. Now, <laughs> I don't TikTok at all, actually. Um now there is there there is some Christian witchcraft out there that we'll talk about later probably because it's a big pet peeve of mine, but um, it's not a Christian TikToker. It is a <laughs> a I think it's called Witch Talk. I think is what they call it. Wow, probably. Yeah, there's a lady in there that that she shows you like a whole bunch of stuff. And well, I was actually reading an article about that's how a lot of people get their start right now is they look at at Witch Talk and they they see some things that are like low level entry level spells i guess or something and, and we're going to dive into the bible side but i just enjoy talking so we're going to chat for a minute about 
like so you have the card readings, mm-hmm. right? You talking about like the tarot cards? Yeah. Yeah. You have the palm readings. You have uh, like astrology. Now, I'm not saying you can't study the stars and planets, but I'm saying like when you say these things represent you and their movements are based, they like the month you was born in, and mm-hmm. so they, you like know, yeah, you are this bases your personality on this thing. And yeah, I'm a Gemini, and that means I'm a blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and this month, this is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, um, whoa. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell the future by the way the stars are moving. Mm-hmm. There's people, and that's actually growing really big um, in like my generation. Yeah. A lot of people talk about that. Mm. Um, you look at like people's Facebook and Twitter and Instagram bios, like it's, <laughs> it's yeah. all that's in there. I'm like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so, like, those things, and that is a side of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think it affects people without them really knowing it. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible actually talks about. Some of the facets of what I think it would define as witchcraft. It's in Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. It says, and this is talking to the the nation of Israel when they're coming into the promised land. It says, when you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. Now, these are the nations that are not godly. It says, there shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or daughter as an offering. So you shouldn't sacrifice your child as as an offering to a foreign god. It says anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. Then it says, but you, you shall be blameless before the Lord your God for these nations which you are about to dispossess. Listen to fortune tellers and to diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. So do you think that um, there's w- like witchcraft still today? I do, yeah. And actually, I think it's been growing lately. Like I've been seeing, uh, like I was in Berea of all places, which is this little, uh, it's not a podunk town, but it's not a big town, you know. Um, it's a pretty small town. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the craft capital of the world, if that tells you anything. But the other day we're like at the, the Walmart. Cra- Wait, hold on. Like the craft mac and cheese? No, or- <laughs> no. Like, the, like arts and crafts? <laughs> like with like... Sewing needles and things. Yeah, like it's the arts and crafts capital of the world. I did not know that. I lived 10 minutes from it. Yep. I mean, that's why we have like the, the craft festivals and stuff. Like, Oh, I just thought y'all liked like arts and crafts <laughs> over there. <laughs> I mean, I like to make necklaces out of beads. No. Um, but anyway, but I was in little tiny, little tiny town Berea at the Walmart, and I look, and there is a car that on the back window is advertising this person's witchcraft services. That's pretty normal now. Like and and like I've been seeing all these like symbols of like there's like two moons facing inward and there's like I can't remember something in between them or whatever. Like Yeah, like a sun with a face. Yeah, like there's it's like a it's a symbol of like that they're a witch and they do witchcraft. And and I'm seeing them on the Wiccan, I think is the Is that a Wiccan symbol? I think so. Okay. Um but yeah, I'm like I'm seeing them all over the place now. All of a sudden, like I'm turning around and it's like on on more and more cars and like there's this dude, he's driving this big old truck the other day. And I'm like, he looks like a good old country boy. And on the back of his truck, his big old Dodge was one of those witchcraft symbols. He's a wizard. I guess so. <laughs> no, I, I, well, so now witch is a is an inclusive term. You can be a male or female witch. At least according to the one article I read in the Atlantic. A non-binary witch. Non-binary, yeah. <laughs> witch, yeah, witch is no longer has to be female. It could How be male. How dare you assume <laughs> the gender? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so like you're seeing it, or at least we are in little tiny Podunk Berea, seeing it grow more and more and more. And what's weird is on top of that, we're seeing I'm seeing the occult grow in the exact same way. The other day, and you know you can say what you want to about the Holy Spirit, but I I believe the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Um, and the other day, I just knew in and of myself, I felt like the Holy Spirit was, you know, almost showing me that this person does witchcraft. And then I'm out in the parking lot, and I see them. I see like their car or whatever. And on the back of it, it says that they are a satanic clergyman. Although it's a woman, but it says satanic clergy on the back of their car. And I'm like, so it's growing. Like the occult is growing. Witchcraft is growing. People I think are curious about some of this stuff. And so it's a good time to address that, especially with people being so curious. What does it mean for the Christian today? Now you mentioned the witch story the old, one of the oldest recorded witch stories, which comes out of the Bible, and it comes out of 1 Samuel. Dina, do you know where the witch is located in 1 Samuel? No. Indoor. 
I'm a Star Wars nerd. When I heard it was the witch at Endor, I was like, hee, hee, hee. But anyway, um, but yeah, oh, first Samuel. Here we go. Yeah, buddy. No, it's the, no. Uh, <laughs> copyright, copyright, copyright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, another fun. Uh, yeah, that probably is. Don't, don't be humming too much of that. Um, another fun fact, though, for you. You know the island in Star Wars? Um, like the one that they find Luke Skywalker on, like the newest Star Wars With movies? all those little like, creatures on it? Yeah. So that island is actually found in Ireland. And I can't remember the exact name of it. It's something Michael. But anyway, that island is like a sheer mountain that just like sits in the middle of the ocean down there. Um, it's like it's super tall. It's super steep. Um, you have to climb 640 steps to get from the bottom where like the, you would pull up in a boat to get to the top. And they're like these natural stone steps. When you get up to the top in, in Star Wars, you see that Luke lives in these little, they kind of look like beehives, these like little huts or whatever. Those were actually a home for a special group of monks. And there were monks that were on land. They said that because they were on the mainland and they got too distracted from fighting the devil in prayer, they decided to go live on this island where they would live in these little huts. There were up to 12 of them and only 12 because that's all the land they could fit those little huts on. Um, so there's 12 guys. They go out there and they live their entire lives. From the moment they get on that island, they never leave again. They get all of their food either from the island um, which means they have to eat raw things because there's no, there's nothing to make a fire with, it, like on the island with. And so either people will bring them food, which only happens like three months out of the year because it's so cold and nasty up there. Um, the rest of the time, they're just living on their own. And all they do all day, oh, this was in the Dark Ages, but all they would do all day long was pray and fight the devil in prayer. And so they did that from the beginning of the Dark Ages to the end of the Dark Ages because they saw the, the detriment of society and how awful it was. That's awesome. But anyway, <clears throat> I digress. Let's go back to what we were talking about, which is The Witch at Endor. Um, <laughs> and The Witch at Endor. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen that movie, so... Uh, what? you're going to have to go watch it. You haven't seen The Battle for Endor either? I haven't seen any of the new Star Wars. Listen, the, well, battle, the battle for Endor was my jam as a kid. That was like a. That was like it was a, like a little teddy bear movie. It was like a side movie, and yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a movie about uh, Ewoks. Um, Ewoks, yeah. Okay, well, Ewoks. all I'm saying is, is I was fairly interested in what you were saying because I like, I've never seen the movie, so I was like picturing these beehives. Yeah, <laughs> with Luke Skywalker in them, and then like Winnie the Pooh behind him or something like that. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, because you said beehives and honey. <laughs> 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 and bears. <laughs> anyway, so which, yeah. by the way, did you ever watch Mister Rogers? What? How do we get to Mister Rogers? <laughs> Whoa! Witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> no, in one of the past uh, episodes, when I quoted Mister Rogers, Hunter said that he had never seen Mister Rogers. You've never seen Mister Rogers, Ben? Do you not listen to the Altered Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I forget sometimes. <laughs> I forget the details. I listen to Altered Podcast, but I forget the details. Um, anyway, let's, let's talk about 1 Samuel chapter 28, which talks about the witch at Endor. We're going to start in verse 3. It says, Now Samuel had died, and all Israel had mourned for him and buried him in Ramah, his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the necromancers out of the land, because as we remember, Deuteronomy tells us he should have anyway. We're not supposed to tolerate those people. The Philistines assembled and came and encamped at Shunem. And Saul gathered all Israel, and they encamped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart trembled greatly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by prophets. Urim, by the way, Urim with an M at the end, was a like a vest thing the priest would wear, and it was supposed to bring him closer to God. They'd like put their hand in the vest, and anyway, there was like this thing where the Lord was supposed to speak to the priest. But he didn't have to, because you can't make God do anything he doesn't want to do. And so... What we see there is Saul does not get an answer. So it says, Then Saul said to his servants, Seek out for me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, Behold, there is a medium at Endor. <laughs> so Saul disguised himself <laughs> and put on other, other garments and went, he and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, Divine for me by a spirit, and bring up for me whomever I shall name to you. The woman said to him, Surely you know that what Saul has done how he has cut off the mediums and the necromancers from the land. Why then are you laying a trap for my life to bring about my death? So this is a witch, full-on witch, like she communes with the dead. It says, But Saul swore to her by the Lord, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, Who shall I bring up for you? And he said, Samuel, bring up Samuel for me. 
When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice, and the woman said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king said to her, Do not be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said to Saul, This is really interesting. I see a God coming up out of the earth. Now, she communes with the dead. She sees dead people. I see dead people. <laughs> Stop it. it. It's interesting that, that this uber-Christian guy, who is Samuel, as he's coming up out of the earth, she says, I see a God, which means there's something different about this guy versus all the dead people that she's seen. Not that he's actually God, but there is something different about this guy. And so he says, what is his appearance? And she says, it's an old man coming up, and he is wrapped in a robe, and Saul knew that it was Samuel. Now, listen to Samuel's reaction, verse 15. Then Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? So this actually happens. She calls up Samuel from the dead. And he's like, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? Saul answered, I'm in great distress for the Philistines are warring against me, and God has turned away from me and answers me no more. Therefore, I have summoned you. And in verse 16, Samuel says, Why then do you ask me, since the Lord has turned from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done to you as he spoke by me, for the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor. So, why do we even read that story? We read that entire story because it is important to know that witchcraft in the Bible is real. It's a thing that the Bible talks about, and there is, there is some power. There's, there's, some, there's some mystery as to why God would even allow that. But if you think about it in the grand scheme of things, there is a real devil, a real hell, a real um, you know, s- s- demonic you know, um, group out there, whatever. You know, the, the Ephesians talks about you know, there are powers of principalities and all that kind of stuff. When Jesus is being tempted in the, the the wilderness, you know, the devil's kind of like, "Hey, if you follow me, all these kingdoms of the you know the world mm-hmm. will be yours." Yeah. So he and so he kind of insinuates that, "Hey, like I can give you this authority." Mm-hmm. Well, the, what do you think he gives his worshippers now? The devil, his worshippers, uh, some authority to do these things. Yeah. You know. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, the Bible even, I mean, if you go back even further than that and you look at the the story of the Exodus, you know, where Israel is delivered out of Egypt, you know, the uh, Egyptian Pharaoh, he had these sorcerer people who could, you know, um, they could like mock the same things that, that Moses could do back in the day. So we see over and over and over again in Scripture that, that this witchcraft thing is real and there is some validity to it. Like you said, it makes sense that, if the devil has some authority on this earth, that he could give that authority to well, his We father. see that. Yeah, so it, it makes sense that um, the devil would give kind of the same sort of power to his followers, the ones who, who do the, the same works that he wants them to do. Um, lastly, now, a question, though, Yeah. in that. Yeah. I've interrupted you like 10 times. That's okay. Interrupting chicken? <laughs> 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 Oh God! <laughs> um, so, in this, do you think witches can affect Christians today? Good question. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, <clears throat> a lot of courage to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me let me read one final scripture passage, and then we'll talk about that. I'm excited. So, Galatians five nineteen through twenty four. It says, "Now the works of the flesh are evident: sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery." says it there. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. Yes, the word orgies is in the Bible. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, it's not just an Old Testament thing. It is also a New Testament thing that witchcraft, sorcery, all that stuff, not a good deal. I have to stop coaching football. Why? Because I have fits of anger. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> well, I coach football. You were just telling us about one before we started recording. So, yeah. Huh. So, it, in case you were wondering, is it just an Old Testament thing? No, it's a New Testament thing as well. There was, you know, the guy in Acts chapter 8 who, uh, his name was Simon. He was a great sorcerer. You know, he wanted to magnify himself. Um, yeah. So, you know, at the beginning of the, of the podcast, we talked about what is the purpose of witchcraft. You know, we see that with Simon the Sorcerer, for instance, he wanted to exalt himself. He wanted people to think he was great, so he does all this stuff. Um, you know, we, we talked about how witchcraft really seeks to change the world 
um, or, you know, the person or whatever um, to influence it positively or negatively with the, with these magical powers. Um, so, so, can witchcraft affect the Christian? That is the question. I think yes, but I think no. Okay. Yeah. 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 That was a very politician answer yes. of you. Well, I think yes. I think if you're ignorant to the fact of, of what's going on, I think yes, it could absolutely affect you. I think there are times when we don't see the things that are happening around us or we purposefully ignore them thinking, oh, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus. <laughs> yeah, back to the title. Um, <laughs> we purposefully ignore them. Um, but I think that if you really pay attention, um, there's so much more that goes on in the spirit realm than maybe we realize. Um, and that's where being led by the Holy Spirit, I think, is really important. I think that, that God gives us a spirit for a reason, and that's to, to guide and direct us. Um, and so I think we have to be listening for the, the leading of the Lord. Yeah, I mean, that's why we need to stay, you know, stay in prayer, reading our Bible, and staying in tune with the Holy Spirit, because then that way we can prepare ourselves and, and be ready and listen to what the, you know, the Spirit tells us. And, um, you know, this is what, I feel like I always say this in every podcast, but what's the, you know, most commonly said thing in the Bible that's repeated over and over again, do not fear. So if we have the Lord on our side, we have nothing to fear. Yep. But fear itself. <laughs> that's not in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. but so, oh. Oh, what? What? So what? Go ahead. So what ultimately do we do no. we as Christians? No. No. Oh. Okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask another question. That's not. Oh, okay, go for it. Because I just that's just how I roll. Yeah. Hundreds of random questions gone, so I got to <laughs> throw it in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what weird voices going? I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> Hunter's, it's now. Um, Hunter's random noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hunter's falling apart. Okay. No. It's because so his team can't. <laughs> just kidding. So, can't, so we. So yes, you think they can affect another Christian if they're ignorant to the fact. Yeah. Can they affect their health, um, even to the point of death? I don't know about death, but I have seen. Um, what I do believe was was a witch's coven story time. Yeah, so I've I've got a, a friend. He's a he's a pastor in a small town in Kentucky, and his wife. Berea? No, no. Oh. no. even smaller. Oh, there's yeah. a smaller town. I even think to smaller. protect them, I don't think that we. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm I'm just gonna go that far. But um, he's a he's a pastor friend of mine in a in a small town, and his wife fell fell deeply ill, and again, it was one of those things where I just felt kind of prompted of the Lord. I just I just really in my spirit felt convicted that. This was a result of something else. So I asked him one time. I said, "Hey, are, you know, do you find a lot of witchcraft in your area? Have you heard of any like witches' covens, Wiccan covens, whatever popping up around you?" And he said, "You know, as a matter of fact, um, yeah, we we've heard of a witches' coven, and and we've actually seen things right outside the church, like on church property, where it looks like they're having ceremonies and stuff. But we've never, you know, seen anything else. It's just like little." I don't know what you call them, like little things or whatever. Like tokens or something like that. Yeah. And her health was really, really bad. And I said, well, I said, why don't you pray against that thing? You know, why don't you ask the Lord to really help your wife and, and free her from, you know, this kind of what I would call oppression. Um, and, you know, he prayed for her and things seemed to get better and things seemed to get better. And I actually talked to her on the phone. Um, she was, she's uh, a sale, or she was, I don't know if she still is, but she was selling Apple products, doing a whole lot better, you know, some things like that. Um, and so can it affect the Christian? Yeah, it affected her health. And I really think that it was a result of, of the witchcraft that we saw around them. But, but do you have to be affected by witchcraft? And I believe the answer is no. Now, why do I believe that? There are a couple scripture verses that I think teach strongly about that. Number one is first John three, eight. It says, whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Now, some people would say, Pastor Ben, you know, if you look at the, the context of that, it's really talking about sin. But I think it can actually be taken a little bit further because the works of the devil are sin, but the continued works of the devil, like witchcraft, I think is also something that the Lord came to destroy. And witchcraft is sin. And witchcraft <laughs> is sin, exactly. So, 
the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Now, what are the works of the devil? Well, James 4 tells us, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. He's a sinner. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the Scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. So, what do we see there? We see that not only did Jesus come to destroy the works of the devil, but if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us. So, can witchcraft affect us? Yeah, I think it can. But is God bigger than all of that? Absolutely. And so, so to the point of death, I don't know. There's a reason you don't see Christians in Harry Potter and Hocus Pocus. That's true. <laughs> I really, yeah, that's really true. But uh, I just don't know. Like, I think if you look back at like Job, no, he didn't deal with witchcraft, but he dealt with Satan himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what the devil threw at him. Yeah. You know, God was like, "Hey, mm-hmm. you can you can do these things to him." Yep. Um, but you can't kill him. Well, that's good. But his whole family pretty much died. Yeah. <laughs> like his children and all, all of his, his children. Fog. Yeah. His, his wife was alive. Right. But all of his children died. But I mean, so I, I'm just saying it. What I say to be on the safe side, because you don't want to, you don't want to underplay any demonic um, power, but I don't think you want to raise fear and, Give it power, mm-hmm. um, because if we, if we are scared of it, for that gives it power. Yeah, but I say that you just should always be prayerful. Pray over you, like you should be praying for your family every day, anyway. Yeah. So you be, should be praying that these demonic influences, either through demons, maybe the next episode, yeah. uh, or <clears throat> you know any demonic oppression, should should steer away from your family, and you need to be put, praying blessing over them, and and pouring over them in prayer. And they should be doing the same for themselves and for you, hopefully you because they're praying for their family. Yeah. And that's the only way I think you stay away from it. Yeah. Because yeah. It, like you said, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to be led of the Spirit or you just won't know. So in that, what is the purpose of witchcraft? Well, so we talked about that a little bit towards the beginning. Um, you know, when we look at the, at, again, at Simon the Sorcerer, we see that he wants to exalt himself. Um, when we look at the purpose of witchcraft, we see... Um, you know, several different things, some of which comes from um, uh, an article that I read about, you know, what I would think you would call like a big time witch. Um, but they would say that, you know, they use their magic to change their destinies, to manifest their will into the world, to seek revenge on those who deserve it, to see visions of the future. To read people's thoughts, generally change the world to fit their development devices. A big time witch just cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she is like, she like sells spells and stuff. Like, you can contract with her and like, she'll like okay. give you a candle that I don't know does something. I'm not sure. Like, she was talking about it. Oh, Lordy. So, <laughs> is Christianity witchcraft? Oh, that's a good question. You know, it does frustrate me a lot. <laughs> All right, guys, know, I'll see y'all later. Ben, Ben's got it from here. <laughs> I feel like I've talked this whole episode. I'm sorry, but I'm not at the same time. Um, it does frustrate me terribly when Christians treat faith like it is witchcraft. Christians, I've heard people curse people in the name of Jesus, um, which that, by the way, blows my ever-loving mind. Why do you ever think that you could curse somebody in the name of Jesus? Ben's like vein on his forehead popping out. Or the ones <laughs> that are like, well, I want to be like a super Christian so I can like zap people or yeah, you know, I can I pray fire down from heaven. Bad things to people, but in in Jesus' name. Yeah, yeah, you know, I can. But <laughs> with my prayers, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's okay because I'm doing it in the name of Jesus to glorify Him. Are you Are you glorifying God by by cursing people? Have you read the other scriptures? Right. I mean, yeah. So you do see in in the Bible where God does things like. Um, I can't remember where it's at. I want to say it's in Egypt. Um, but like you have Abram and he has his wife, Sarai, and they go into this place and he's like, tell them you're my sister so that they won't kill me because otherwise they'll kill me and take you for themselves. And God closes the wombs of all the all the women in 
whatever land that was, so that they find out very quickly, hey, this is not a good thing. We need, we've got something wrong, right? Um, so God does that. Sure, God can do whatever he wants to. You need to back up. But we as Christians don't do the same thing. We don't curse people in the name of Jesus. James chapter 3 is pretty clear about that. It says, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brother, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? And then it keeps on going. I won't read the rest of it. But basically, no. If you're a real Christian, you're not cursing people in the name of the Lord. Matthew 5 says, You've heard it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. So, if I'm real mad at somebody, should I be cursing them in the name of Jesus? No, I should actually be praying blessings on them. Dina, Remember that time when we were sitting in the Wesley Foundation and we were talking about something like that? There was this, what was that passage? Do you remember? Um, yeah. So are you talking about the heaping yeah, coals that, on someone's head? The burning head? coals on somebody's so head. So that was actually Proverbs 25, 22, I believe. Let me see here. Yeah, here it is. It says, well, it actually starts in 21. It says, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what was happening. I think you were having, like, a problem with your roommate or something. I don't remember now. But um, you were like, she's so mean, and she makes me so mad. And I was like, well, let's open the Bible and see what it says. And we did that thing that you really shouldn't do where we just opened it. Didn't we look in the back and it was like something about anger or something like that? And then it like brought us to this verse. And I was like, see, the Lord's going to put heaping burning coals on her head. (laughs) Well, but remember, we we said something like you have to be nice to him first, though. But no, like, (laughs) oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) The whole point is not the heaping burning coals. It's the fact that (laughs) the Lord calls us to be kind to our enemies. Um, Man, it's interesting that if you look at the purposes of witchcraft, the purposes of witchcraft are to, are to exalt yourself and all these things. But what does the Bible say? Okay, so like, for instance, witchcraft, you're supposed to manifest your own destiny. What does the Bible say about that? James 4.13 says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will, do, we will live and do this or that. In other words... Can I change my destiny? Well, we should really be thinking about what the Lord wills, right? We really shouldn't be thinking, oh, I'm going to do this, because it could change in a moment. I could die tomorrow. You never know, if the Lord wills. Uh, Romans 12 talks about seeking revenge on people. Romans! Yeah, hey, Hunter, what does Romans 12, 17 say? It says, repay no one evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you. Live peaceably, live peaceably <laughs> with all men. Beloved, uh, beloved, do not uh, avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath. Yep. Wow. Yep. For And here we go. We're not going King James on this. <laughs> For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Stop Saith it. Saith the Lord. <laughs> Saith the Lord. <laughs> yes. So oh if you're out there and you're a Christian and you have ever pronounced a curse on someone, because they, whatever, whatever. Even if they're a witch, and you're like, well, I'm going to pronounce a curse on you because you pronounced a curse on me. Guess what? You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. Stop you need it. a heart change. <laughs> Here's one that really that really frustrates me. People talk about, they're like, well, what about First Kings? In First Kings, Elijah, he calls down fire from heaven, and he does. There's the death of this wicked king, and this other king, he's pretty wicked too. To do what, though? I feel like I just like heard you ex- starting to explain it, and then like my brain was like ten seconds behind. <laughs> what so yeah, so Isaiah he calls down fire from heaven. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why he yeah, does. Tell it. us why, Ben. So um, <laughs> there's this wicked king, and the wicked king he sends his servants to Beelzebub to inquire of Beelzebub. Now this is the king of the Jews. The, who is that? God's chosen people. The Be- Beelzebub. Yeah. What is, who is? That? He's the god of Ekron. He is also called the Lord of the Flies. Beelzebub, interestingly enough, is another name for Satan, but they call him the God of Ekron. Um, he was this giant cow, like bull statue thing with horns, from my remembrance, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, although, so was Baal. Um, anyway, that's making a weird emergence, by the way, 
but we'll, we'll, that's that's a that's a rabbit trail. I don't need to go down. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, this this King Ahaziah, he sends his servants to Beelzebub because when he inquires, uh, um, well, actually, he doesn't even inquire. He just gets sick, and he sends his servants off to go talk to Beelzebub. And so Elijah goes down, and he confronts him, and he's like, "Is there no God in Israel? Is that why you're?" sending your prophet or your people to Beelzebub. Um, and so the messengers return, tell the king, and the king sends some soldiers after old Elijah. Now, that's where we pick up the story here in 1 Kings um, chapter 1. It says in verse 5, the messengers returned to the king, and he said to them, Why have you returned? And they said to him, There came a man to meet us and said to us, Go back to the king who sent you and say to him, Thus says the Lord. Is it because there's no God in Israel that you're sending to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So he said to them, What kind of man was he who came to meet you and told you these things? They answered him, He wore a garment of hair with a belt of leather around his waist. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent to him a captain of fifty men with his fifty. He went up to Elijah, who was sitting on the top of the hill, and said to him, O man of God, the king says, Come down. But Elijah answered the captain of fifty, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Now, people are like, well, Elijah was able to do it, and if Elijah can do it, so can I, bless God. But, 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 number one, this was a very different story, right? Number two, if you look at that, if you look at how they <clears throat> they treat Elijah, they treat him with contempt. Oh, man, I've got, the, the king says come down. So you basically have to do whatever the king says. Well, those guys burn up. Verse 11, it says, Again, the king sent to him another captain of 50 men with his 50. And he answered and said to him, O man of God, this is the king's order. Come down quickly. So now, he's not just commanding him to do something. He's telling him to do it quickly. This is the king's order. Like the king is bigger than God, right? But Elijah answered them, If I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50. Then the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. Now notice the, the words of Elijah in verse 10. Did Elijah curse these guys? I would say no, because he says, if I'm a man of God, let this happen. Yeah, I think it's just proving the one true God yeah. to the people who are worshiping Baal, yeah. the devil. Right, right. Um, so, if you keep on reading, what you'll see is that, <laughs> so this has happened twice now. Fire has fallen from heaven, consumed these guys. Um, the king is, he sends another captain. Like, he doesn't learn three times. He's like, I'm going to send you guys now. You guys go get Elijah. Can you imagine being the third group to like, go? Here we and go. You're like, really? Get the suntan oil. <laughs> Dude, the third the third group's like pooping their pants. Like, the I didn't, I, I, I won't read it, but basically, like, they come to Elijah and they're like, please, please. I, we saw what happened to the other two people. Please don't burn us up with fire. And at this point, you see that but they have... But if you'd have, like to come down, that'd be great. Yeah, like. They're, like, they're like, if you could just please go with us. And at that point, the Lord actually speaks to Elijah, and he says, it's okay for you to go with them now. What it seems like was happening is it seems like, number one, the king is going to call Elijah to come meet with him face-to-face and kill him. So God divinely protects Elijah with the fire that comes from heaven. Number two, it kind of is implied in verse 15 that it's God who's doing all these things, and he's telling Elijah through the whole process, this is what you need to say. And so when God tells Elijah in verse 15, hey, it's okay if you go down with them now. It's the Lord who's in control the whole time, and you see that the reverence for the man of God grows greatly. You see that the reverence for God himself, because they know at this point that God is bigger than Beelzebub. Um it changes everything about the way they treat God in the Bible. So, is Christianity witchcraft? Should it be? 100% no. Do people treat it as such? Yes. One last thing that kind of irks me just a little bit, and I shouldn't go down this rabbit trail, but I'm going to. He's going to. Oh, I'm going to. He's chasing that bunny rabbit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to get out the gospel guy. I'm going to shoot that rabbit. <laughs> last thing that kind of irks me is when people do, with their faith, what people do with witchcraft. Stupid sheep. Now, yes. Yeah, <laughs> now, we've already talked about how they curse people in the name of Jesus and how they're like, oh, can I call down fire from heaven? But if you're using your faith for your own gain and purpose, you're probably in the wrong. 
and I think that's really the moral of the story with with Christian witchcraft. If you're trying to, you know, increase your own, if you're trying to level up in the faith, so to speak, so that you can pray and the Lord will listen to me and he'll do whatever I command, you really have gone off the rails. And you need to remember that it's not you who's in control ultimately, it's God. We read that verse earlier and I'm just going to reread it just because I feel like we need to. And we'll wrap this thing up. Ultimately, Scripture teaches that God is supreme over all things, right? Oh, Dude. I was about to go there. Oh, why don't you do that? Oh, man. <laughs> 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 all right, I'm taking control of this train. Why, why don't you go for it? I'm taking control. You're not ben? supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do it in Jesus' name. Did you manifest it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> okay. Last 10%. Last 10%. Last 10%. Yep. All right. Ben, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. And then we're going to talk exactly about what you're going into. (laughs) (laughs) So what ultimately do we need to know as Christians? We ultimately need to know that, number one, Satan has no real power over us unless we allow him to have it. So if we're going to allow Satan to mess with us, have you ever noticed that people who wallow in fear and, and anxiety and all that stuff have a tendency to keep doing so? Almost like it's a safe thing for them, right? But the Bible tells us over and over again, like Dina said, do not be anxious for anything. It's kind of the same principle for people who need to be or who are mad over everything. Yeah. They have to be mad about something all the time. Right. It's the same concept. Yeah, same concept. So you don't have to give in to Satan's wiles. He can't affect you unless you allow him to. Same thing with witchcraft. Don't let it affect you by drawing near to God. And so, what does a Christian need to know? They need to know that you need to draw near to God every single day. Every day. If you see witchcraft growing in your area, that means one thing. Don't be afraid. Draw near to God. Dina, read James 4, verse 4 through 8 for me. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we shall go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade. Wrong and one. make Yeah. What? Wrong one. This is James. James 4, 4 through 8. Oh, so my bad. So if you scroll bad. all the way to the very bottom and then go up just a little bit, it starts with you adulterous people. Well, see how it like lays my screen? I have to really scroll. Yeah. All right. Pause. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is an... Anim- an- <laughs> <laughs> We're all so tired. <laughs> it's enmity. Enmity. <laughs> With God. Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us? Pause. So if we're going to curse people in Jesus' name, pretty sure that verse applies right there. Shouldn't be doing that if, if, if. The Spirit of God lives in you. Matter of fact, I don't think you can. But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry, Dean. Please keep going. (laughs) But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Amen. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So if we draw near to God, he will draw near to us, and the devil will flee. Yeah. Okay, next point. We're, we're, we're knocking this home. The last point. This last 10%. Let's finish it out. Okay, here we go. Last point. Ultimately, Scripture teaches us that God is supreme over all things, and that includes witchcraft. God is supreme, and there is no other. So in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, the most quoted book by Jesus. 1017, for the Lord your God is, uh, is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great the mighty, the awesome God who is not partial and takes no bribe. Yeah. Oh, Amen. you mean you can't part? You can't bribe God? What? Well, he owns everything. But what if I sow a seed? Bless God. Anyway, I'm sorry. I should have gone there. Ben. Uh, oh. <laughs> TBN's not going to do it now. He was getting in favor with I TBN. I know you really want that gold sparkly necklace. Yep. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Y'all see that Creflo Dollar repented of his his ways there? By the way, sowing the seed and all that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> okay. So the big thing here <clears throat> is we have to remember it's just like all things. 
<laughs> it's just like all things. <laughs> well, it's just like all things. We have to keep in uh, remembrance that there are some things that make light of issues, right? So there are movies about witchcraft, like The Wizard of Oz, classic. There's probably not a person in America who has not seen The Wizard of Oz. That's probably above the age of like 15. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> but Harry Potter, Harry Potter is a huge, you know, movie franchise. Uh, Hocus Pocus is um, not as huge just because it's not as good. Um, but I don't know. That's the one I see played every Halloween. It is because it is a Halloween movie. <clears throat> but, you know, they those things kind of make light of witchcraft, which in, in a sense... If you know the truth, there's there is danger there, um, but I don't think it's necessarily, you know, like always a red flag in a sense. If you know the truth, but <clears throat> if you if you are unwise or if you don't teach your children or if you're just an adult who is just clueless to some of these things about how real this thing is, you can really get in to the the weeds with this stuff, and people can start diving you down, and then. Next thing you know, you're actually practicing and believing in this stuff, and this stuff starts taking over your life, and it starts taking over your marriage and over your job and everything, and then you start being like, where did I go with this? But I believe it's true because I've seen it work. Wow. And it, it's it's a rabbit hole that goes down it's a, like a snowball. just goes down a hill, and it becomes a massive boulder yep. of snow. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, so, you know, and I think that is a good point. You have to remember that. There is some reality behind some of this stuff. There is some power behind some of that, but it doesn't mean it's more powerful than God. Well, and here and here's okay, and so it's the longest last ten percent. I know, and I because because I'm about to go on a rant. You went on a rant. I get to go on a rant. I go on a rant on every episode. <laughs> <coughs> so, Hunter, what what is what? Then why is Harry Potter okay? Why is Hocus good question? Po- why is Hocus Pocus okay? Because. Trust me, I've listened to the books. <laughs> because I like the books. <laughs> well, I've listened and watched the movies and the books, and I can tell you one thing. And I've never seen Hocus Pocus, so I can't tell you about this. Dina can probably. <laughs> but in this this style movie, they are not going and honoring the devil. They are not like sacrificing goats to the devil. They are not, you see what I'm saying? Like, this witchcraft is not based around the demonic presence. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Again, I think there's a very, very thin line and caution there, like the Wizard of Oz. You know, they're not <laughs> following the yellow brick road to hell. Okay. <laughs> or are they? Oh, that could be a t shirt. <laughs> the yellow brick road to hell. No, I'm just kidding. We oh won't gosh. do that. Probably is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I just think that, you know, if they were, obviously that's well, that would have been terrible. And the same thing with Harry Potter. You know, they weren't brewing potions with you know for for devils for the Satanism's sake. You know, see what I'm saying? Or they weren't making these things for Satanist's sake. They were just it was a, a really a children's movie. Well, I don't know Hocus actually, Pocus Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Way. They do actually mention because they go to this one house, and the old dude is dressed up like the devil, and they call him Master. And so, and they make references that they have been to hell, and they find it a very nice place. That's it. Don't watch Hocus Pocus. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it does. But at the same time, they're also not very smart throughout it. So it does show that I don't know. It's not a smart move. And at the same time, and Christian parents, I think you can use anything as a teaching opportunity. Again, I don't. I don't know if I would let little little ones that just don't know any i, I don't know it's that's such a hard subject um here's this how about this pray about it pray about it and if the spirit convicts you about it listen to the spirit that's what you should do yep 100 percent. dina you have fun facts for us dina's wait 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 i want to edit that i'm gonna have an episode in for me buddy <laughs> <laughs> this one's gonna be a tough one to edit <clears throat> okay hold on just a second and now we are in that part of the episode. Ladies and gentlemen. Dina's fun facts. All right. Yay. <laughs> All right. Since we have been mentioning Hocus Pocus, do you know what year Hocus Pocus was released? 1974. <laughs> no. What? I've never seen it. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> it was a popular movie when we were kids, Hunter. Not you, but Dean and I. 
Okay, 1964. <laughs> You're you double fired. fired. <laughs> We're docking your pay 90%. Dang. <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. Anyway, what year? 1994. Er, wrong. 1993. Oh, actually, oh, so close. You know what's weird? So it was made for TV, so it never was actually released in theaters. Uh-huh. They released it in the summertime. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's and weird. And so actually, it really flopped. But I oh, don't know duh. if they later like showed it again at Halloween or like the next year. But when they actually showed it around Halloween, it went like, I mean, nothing really went viral in the 90s, early 90s, but like it kind of did, you know. And so then it started getting uh, played every year and then it started growing. Um, and this one is really gross. So do you remember Billy? <laughs> yes. Okay. He's Billy. <laughs> <laughs> he's really the, tired. <laughs> he's the dead dude, yes. right? Yeah, he's the zombie. That guy. he would anyway. Keeps losing his head, literally. Yeah, and so in the film, when they cut open his mouth, do you remember what flies out? Oh yeah, it's like flies, moths, or something. Moths to make it more realistic. They put real moths in his <laughs> mouth. No. Oh. <laughs> wow. Now that's an actor devoted to his craft. Yep. And I thought that was just like I thought they just put like paper in there and he was just blowing it out. Like I didn't realize nope, it was a real moth. It was real. Wow. And then also, I'm gonna wrap this up with one other thing. Kind of going back to what we talked about last week, only because uh our pastor's wife loves this candy. And don't no talk way. about my candy corn. No. Oh, okay. I was talking about Pastor Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about my candy corn. Yeah. Don't talk, I love candy corn. Anyway. Okay. Do you know what candy corn was originally called? <laughs> Knobs. <laughs> <laughs> it has the juice. Stop it. Stop it right now. Can't imagine a beautiful thing. Nope, it was not knobs or lumps or juice. I feel like it's dumb. I feel like this is going to be so dumb. The most delicious candy in the world. It's not the most delicious, but it's okay. It was originally called chicken feed. <laughs> oh, because it looks, oh. it does. Yeah, it does. because corn was used to feed chickens. Mm-hmm. And so the original box had a pretty colorful little rooster on it. Well. Well, Learned I, something I, every night. I have a fun fact. What's that? I read this beforehand. I don't think anybody was listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh-huh. If you were wanting to break, the, I feel like you was listening I to was me. listening. <laughs> so, don't answer. If you was wanting to break the Guinness Book of World Records for having so many people dress up um, as a witch for Halloween, how many people would you have to have come to your Halloween party? Do you know? Two million. Two million? What are you <laughs> trying to do? The state of <laughs> half the state of Kentucky is going to have to come to my house for a Halloween party. That's a party. No, two thousand. Oh, <laughs> that's enough. impressive. It is tw- two thousand is a lot. It is. They did that over in like Europe, I think. It is mm. So pretty cool. Yep. Well, folks. I think it's time to wrap this thing up. We're all sleepy. Listen, if you listen to this whole thing, God bless you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God bless you, everyone. Because uh, and, and look, the, preparing for witchcraft was very hard. It was um, in the sense of like I, I did listen to a couple, to a couple of podcasts that not uh, about not witchcraft itself, <laughs> but it was about pastors talking about witchcraft. And you know, it's such a tough, tough subject to go over because it is real. There's danger to it. Yeah. But you don't want to give too much. Fear in it. That's why you have to have such a such a serious episode, but such a lighthearted episode at the same time. Yeah. It is a very hard balance. So, it's um, hard to protect yourself at the same time. Like it's trying to be, you know, you want to learn more about it, but at the same time, you don't. Yeah, right. Because I don't want to. I don't want to die. Especially, you know, I don't have a lot of time. And Ben, you don't have a lot of time, and you don't have a lot of time, Dina. But yeah. um, especially around like my children, I don't want to be listening to these podcasts all, with my phone on my shoulder about witchcraft and things like that. It's just, right. We just don't want to do that. If you I'm going to use your dev- headphones. If I'm going to devote my time though to something to learn, <laughs> if I'm going to devote my time to learning about something though, I'm going to devote my time to learn about Jesus, not about witchcraft. Yeah, right. And, and but the fun thing about this podcast is it does push us out of our comfort zone a little bit. It does. Just like next week, Ben. What are we talking about next week, buddy? Next week we're talking about demon possession. 
And you know what's funny about that? I just had guys. I thought it was demon oppression. I thought we were talking about demon possession. You know what? It's one of the same. We're gonna talk about <laughs> demon stuff next week. And demon it, stuff. <laughs> we're talking about demon stuff. And what's funny is this past Wednesday, I had guy small group, and it ended up we talked a lot about demon possession. Well, because it's because we're going through the Book of Mark. Yeah. When you go through chapter by chapter, man, sometimes you just can't skip over the stuff well, that seems and w- weird. And uh, you know, I think you have interesting stories, and there's mm. tons of interesting stories on the internet that we can look at. Yeah. I mean, th- but so those things are real as well. Yeah. Um. So. Come back next week. I know this is Halloween, and after this um, is going to be the Halloween episode, yep. and it's going to be called There Ain't No Ghosts Like the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So, yeah, just I, I have a fun time saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, everybody, thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast on Anchor. Please uh, like, share, subscribe, and if you want to support us to keep future episodes coming, there's a support tab, so thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Altered Podcast. Be sure to listen next week for a brand new episode. Also, be sure to connect with us on The Altered Podcast Facebook page for updates and other cool content. See you next week.